It's time for another Movie Pass moment here on the Nerd and Me podcast. Hey, welcome to Movie Pass moment here on the Nerd and Me podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Alan. And we're here to talk about movies. <laughs> yeah. Yaha. I like so, the movies. Uh, Alan, how yes, are you? I'm doing good. So, uh, Alan, what we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to try to see a movie once a week, uh, the same movie once a week, because we both own Movie Pass, and I'll get into that in a second. Uh, and then we're going to come on to our Nerd and Me podcast and review it. Okay. All right. So, uh, Alan, uh, the Movie Pass, you have a Movie Pass, right? I sure do. Okay. Now, a Movie Pass is awesome. What it is is you pay one monthly fee or one yearly fee, and you get to go to one movie a day every day for that month or year that you paid for at no extra cost it's a fantastic fantastic deal if you love movies if you love obviously if you love movies but the fact of the matter is it's it's uh i might be getting my pricing wrong but it it was about 9.99 a month or 89.99 for the year Mm -hmm. and um i know i opted for the year what did you get i i did for the year and i i got mine back in november and there was a really sweet deal at the time uh, when I got it, it was six ninety nine a month. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that was dirt cheap. So it's really, <laughs> now would you say since you've gotten it, you've you've seen more movies, or in, and you've seen movies you probably wouldn't have gone seen without the movie pass? Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely for sure. Um, I've I've seen I walked into movies where let's put it this way: with the price of movies today, uh, you know, I'm I'm. I was pretty picky, you know. I wanted to make sure that if I went, it was going to be a sure thing. And now it's I'm a little more adventurous, you know. So uh, uh, I'm I'm walking into movies with uh, with with I guess less restrictions, right? And uh, and kind of more of an I I mean I find I'm walking more of an open mind, saying you know this is probably something I wouldn't put money down to see, but you know got good reviews or it's getting good. You know, I'll give you a great example. Uh, recently, the Phantom Thread, which was very much not in my wheelhouse. You know, it's an artsy movie. It's very, uh, it's very character driven, very dramatic. Um, but I loved it. I mean, but that's something I definitely would not have seen if I didn't have the movie pass. And I think that's the 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 joy of the movie pass is it's it's letting you letting you open yourself up to new and different movie experiences. Or if you like me, you can watch Jumanji like ten times, and it's it's cool. So you don't have to worry. But uh, just a little FYI, if you go to Movie Pass right now, there is a limited time offer of seven ninety five a month. So you figure out how much one movie costs. You figure out seven ninety five a month, and you do the math. So uh, it's a pretty pretty sweet deal. And it's literally one movie a day, yeah. and uh, you just need they send you a card that looks like a credit card. Yeah. Um, and they, and you need the app and, Mm -hmm. uh, the only restrictions are you you can only, you have to check in at the theater. You have to be within like a hundred yards or 500 yards of the theater in order to check in. Um, and, uh, I think what's in a half hour, but I think, I think they stretch that a bit. I mean, they tell us you can only check in a half hour before the movie starts, but I think I've checked in at least an hour beforehand. Um, and what does checking actually do for you? Because I, I check it, when I'm at the theater. I mean, doesn't you know. yeah. Well, all it does is that's that that sends the money to your card. And what happens is when you check in, um, they take the car, uh, your your card that is actually, it's actually a credit card because it has Mastercard the logo on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sends the exact amount for that movie plus with the tax to your card. So there's nothing on that card 
until you check in and then after you check in the exact amount for that movie is on for one ticket to that movie is on the card and then you go in and buy your ticket regularly yeah it's like wizardry um, uh, yeah, other restrictions too, right? Uh, no IMAX, no 3D. No IMAX, no 3D. No, um, uh, what is that called? What, the rumble seats and stuff like that? I forgot what they're calling D- that. D-Box? We call it something D-Box like over that. here. Okay. Yeah, maybe something like that. Okay. Um, but still, you get to see digital movies. and um, Yeah, that's, that's important. No 3D, no IMAX. Um, right. The only time it's it doesn't work, not that it's, it's bad, but uh, you can't reserve seats, obviously until maybe a half hour before the movie when you buy your ticket. Uh, so we were not able to pre-buy with MoviePass like Black Panther. Right, you know? yeah. So we, we've already said that we're, when we go to Infinity War, we're going to pre-buy, you know, pay real cash for those tickets. <laughs> I'll give <laughs> them a I'm penny. Gonna yeah. It <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's your re- rewatchability about liking a movie and being shallow like me. And <laughs> I'll, watch, I'll watch Avengers every day and, and not sweat it. You know, and actually, every time I go, it's like, oh man, I just got a deal. I love having deals. Well, the funny thing is, Alan, when I first got the uh, movie pass, I was so excited to use it, but there was nothing I wanted to see. Oh. So I finally caved, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm not paying for it. Uh, so I caved, and I went to uh, Lego Ninjago. Is that oh. what it's called? Ninjago? Okay. And I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm like the only one in the theater because I went like right after work one day. I'm sitting there. I use my movie pass. I'm sitting. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in here. You know, because you feel like you got it for free. Like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm sitting here for free. I'm watching this movie. Yeah. And about halfway through it, I'm, like, bored out of my mind. I'm like, you know, this movie really wasn't made for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I love I loved the Lego movie, but this didn't have the, the same amount, like, balance of adults and right. child humor is more child. Sure. So I got up and walked out. And I haven't walked out of the movie in a long time because usually I'm like, no, man, I paid $15 for this. I'm staying. I don't care if it stinks. <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, that's another thing movie pass lets you do. You don't like the movie? Get yeah. up and walk out. <laughs> No guilt walkout. Oh, the liberty. <laughs> okay, so uh, the first movie, ready for the movie part? Yes, sir. Okay, the first movie we're going to do on Nerd and Me with Movie Pass Moment is Death Wish 2018. Yes, sir. Starring Bruce Willis. Bunch of people, actually. Bunch of people I actually didn't realize were going to be in the movie. Yeah, and a lot of, lot of recognizable faces in Death Wish. Yeah. So let's, go, let's Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say let's quickly go down the um, the cast list. Um, first, you have of course Bruce Willis playing Kins. Uh, I'm trying to say his name, Kinsley. Paul Kersey. Paul Kersey. Paul Kersey. Yeah. And was that? Do you know was that uh, the original name of the guy of? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, Charles Bronson. Death Wish one through five, I guess. These are all uh, the, the current movies based on the, the original film. Probably, probably closer to the very first film. Uh, but uh, Paul Kersey in the original film, I believe, was like an—he uh, was like an architect. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and, and it was a flip-flop. You know, in, in the original movie, it starts off in New York and ends in Chicago. This one starts in Chicago and ends in. New oh, York. okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, you want to so, go over the cast then? Yeah, let me let me finish that. So okay. then you have Bruce Willis as Paul Kersey, you have Vincent D'Onofrio, Dion, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> As Frank Kersey, he played Kingpin in the Daredevil for season one. Um, he was uh, Private Pile in Full Metal Jacket. Those are probably two of his best known roles. Elizabeth Shue of Karate Kid fame. Yeah. Um, as as Bruce Willis's wife, Lucy. Adventures of Babysitting. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Adventures of Babysitting. Which took place A in young Chicago. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Making all sorts of Kevin Bacon connections. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Camilla Morone as uh, the daughter Jordan. Uh, Dean Norris, who is most popular for being on Breaking Bad as uh, uh, the brother-in-law, Hank, Hank Schrader. Oh, yeah. Um, as Detective Kevin Raines. And I guess the best, the next best film person is Miss Kimberly Elise um, as Detective Lenore Jackson. I've never seen her before. Uh, yeah, she's been a few things. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so... Oh, well, let me ask you, did you, did you watch the original films? I, I feel like I know I saw, I know I've seen parts of one, and I sat through the entire, and I don't know which number it is, but it was really, like, the term Jump the Shark hadn't been out yet when I saw this, but if it had been, I would have said, well, this is when it jumped the shark, because he had, like, a rocket launcher <laughs> in the middle of the city, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's fighting, like, a drug gang or something. That it was, was three, I think. Three or four, I think. Yeah. And um, the dialogue was awful. It was so like, like the gang was like, like in, in what eighties, what people in the eighties thought a gang was, <laughs> you right, know, yeah. like the bright colors, the bandanas, the way they talked. You jive turkey, you know. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was just, it was just bad. But it was so bad, I watched it. I was like, oh, this is incredibly bad. But, but I think for its time, for the original film, it, it it did mimic, I guess, what New York was like back then. You know, oh yeah, seventies New York was rough. It was rough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like scary. I remember, you know, my mom worked in New York, and you know, she'd take me to her work like over the summer, and yeah, I'd be petrified. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was downright scary. So they, they kind of nailed the, the the New York vibe at the time, right? You know, uh, in, in this Death Wish, it's 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 a little bit different. You know, they don't really go down the route of how bad New York was this was well, chicago yeah. chicago uh, yeah uh, yeah how chicago was it's it, they, they took a little bit of a different route well i think i i, I you know i'm gonna disagree with you a little bit on that mm-hmm. point because you know chicago is right now riddled with gang violence and you know uh, there was a lot of um kind of news reports that moved the story forward or, or djs talking over radio kind of moving the story forward talking about how many were shot today and how many and that's i mean gang violence in chicago is is ridiculously high right now, and I think I think that's probably why it was smarter than to set it in Chicago. Um, but where that was... where oh spoiler alert! <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we can spoil the crap out of this movie. But but where where the the deed goes down? That wasn't Chicago, Chicago. They were like in the suburbs of Chicago. Oh, you mean where? Yeah, because so what that's... happens is they, yeah they invade his house. Yeah, that that was what I kind of meant about. We're in the original movie. It happened, you know, in New York, New York, and this. Oh, okay. It was a little bit separate. That's why they they kind of pulled away. Had had they made it seem like he lived in that area of Chicago, then I would see what the, what the griping was about. You know, like why, he, you know. But anyway, I see uh, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that's. What but I but you know, what? I I thought it was smart. Their rationale for going out to the suburbs to rob them, like how they how they put that all together. Yeah, you know. Um, so I thought that was uh, like smart of the uh, the writers. I, I think overall it was written really well, to be honest with you. Um, but well, you know, we'll talk about that as we go on. So yeah, I, I, what did you think of Bruce Willis's overall performance? Uh, well, I, I will say when Bruce Willis wants to act, he does a good job. Oh my and, god, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> uh, I think we've discussed this in our previous shows on how. Bruce Willis is is just cashing paychecks because you see his stuff on Netflix and they're just really bad. But I thought he did pretty good in this one. Like I said, when he tries, he tries well. And 
like did i buy his character and whatnot uh, yeah i kind of did uh I, I i liked his portrayal uh, this was actually a movie that i think we did on our end of the year show as to one of the things i was looking forward to right because i did see all the death wish movies and i wanted to see what this one was like and uh, so being that I was a fan of the franchise, I mean, I didn't love Death Witch. I just happened to see all of them, but, uh, so I was optimistic and I, and I was pleased with, with Bruce Willis. If there, if well, there's a guy that's going to hold a gun, I, I, I'm glad he knows how to hold a gun. I, I think you hit it on the head when you said when he wants to act, he's a good actor. Yeah. Because <laughs> as I'm watching this, first of all, he plays a, like a trauma surgeon and I'm just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But when, you're right because I'm sitting there watching this and it's a weird thing to know that the guy you're watching can do a better job you know yeah, what I mean like, I I've seen, I, yeah. and all I kept thinking was I've seen him act he kills it in Die Hard yeah. he, like he emotes more he, he, he goes through this entire movie with one expression on his face sure. like, like 10 minutes after his wife dies is the same expression he has on his face the, uh, earlier in the movie when they're celebrating his birthday it's the same yeah I was and, definitely expecting more, especially on those scenes when he finds out, like you said, when his wife died and his daughter is like in a coma. I wanted more out of that. I, I wanted, I wanted him. I wanted to see more devastation to to drive what he was going to do next with exactly. his life. You know, and he he didn't do it. Yeah, it, it seems like he just kind of falls into it, and there's no like. You're right. You don't see the devastation. Like he talks about how devastated he is, but you don't see it. Yeah, and. Even his, you know, I know this is when when the daughter comes out of the coma and they're sitting at home eating. It's like, you know, she had like that one two minute scene where she when she finds out the mom's dead and cries, and then that's the end of it. Uh, his best moment in the movie is when his brother finds out what he's doing, and they have that kind of tense moment in the basement. Yes, that's, that's yes, like, very good. And I said to myself, like, why is he not doing this through the whole movie? Yeah, it, it's no, really. I, I totally agree. That's the one scene where I thought. Oh, he's gonna start acting now because I, I felt something there, you know. But you, you know, know what's what weird did? about that scene though? It seemed that? like that scene was like maybe they seen that. Uh, I mean, they filmed Acted that on. later on. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. I, and I'm wondering if this is part of the issue. Vincent D'Onofrio is a fantastic actor, and yeah. I think, I think he went in there. You know, he's gonna do his job, and maybe I, I don't know. I mean, now I'm playing armchair psychologist. But maybe Bruce is like, I got to keep up with this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I can't just act the way I've been acting this whole movie. <laughs> and he's tearing up the scene. You know what I mean? But, uh, don't but you yeah, think he acted this. Yeah, and he was good. So why yeah. couldn't we get that the whole movie? <laughs> but would you think that's the director's fault, too? It could be. But, I mean, if you listen to – I mean, I don't know who the director is. Eli Roth. Oh, was it? Yeah, I only know him from as an actor he, in Inglorious Bastards, and that's it. Yeah, you know what I know him from? He does a lot of horror movies. Like he he did okay. those a lot of those crazy horror movies. So I mean, if you listen to Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith worked on Cop Out with him and Tracy Morgan, Bruce Willis, and he does not have good stories of Bruce Willis, like how hard he is to manage and direct and stuff like that. Okay. So I wonder if that played into it. But it, it feels like, but it's funny because Kevin Smith's stories are like because Bruce is always thinking about the scene and saying this is how it should be done. But it, like we just said a few times, he's. It looks like he's just going through the motions with that one look on his face. Yeah, you know what got me scared was when the daughter presents to his to his parent to her parents that she got into college, and Bruce just sat in the chair, 
I was like, oh, no, it's going to be one of those. You know, he's he was not, like, oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, hey, great job, kid. You know, great job, my only child. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I think he's just showing up. And, 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 you know, I wonder if this is a product of him making just making movie, you know, movie after movie after movie that don't do well, but he's getting his paycheck. Maybe right. he felt like Death Wish was one of those movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's making some decent money. I think it made about $30 million so far. Okay. Um. I don't know what it costs, but it's probably one of his better received movies that he's had in the few years. Because he's coming out with stuff that goes straight to video, I think, at this point. Right? So let me ask you, when, what was Bruce Willis's last good movie? Oh, man. Uh, Dig deep. Top of my head. Yeah. Well, top of my head goes back to 94, but there had to wow. be. Wow. <laughs> I'm thinking Pulp Fiction. Um, see, that's another thing. You know he can act. He was great in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bruce, you're making me angry. <laughs> Maybe it's the Botox. I mean, he's looking uh, good for his age. Yeah, he does look good. Yeah. Let me say, uh, no, no. Oh. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was really good in um, Unbreakable, but what was that? Yeah, that's the, the same. Oh, Sin look. City he was good. That was 20. No, that's Sin City too. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He was the judge of retaliation. Uh, Expendables, no. <laughs> yeah. What was his last good movie? Red? But, I didn't see Red. Yeah, but you're, you're right. I mean, but you don't see... Here's the thing with Bruce Willis, though. He's an action star. You, yeah. you expect action from him. So whether he acts well or not, I do give him a pass to a certain degree because I'm not there to watch Shakespeare. Too. I'm there for him to, 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 to do some action stuff. It's a Bruce Willis. It's Death Wish, you know? I mean, that, that's why I, I let it pass. But... You are absolutely correct. When you see Vincent, what, how do you say his name? Diana Frio, he steals the show. He was very, yeah. very good in this film. And and, and I, you you are actually probably right. Maybe Bruce is like, maybe I need to start trying a little bit here because Vincent's doing such a good job. And yeah. Vincent did a, a great job. And I was, I was, I was like, well, I didn't know he was in this movie. And, and Elizabeth Shue, I mean, they, they don't, you get zero mention of these guys in any of the promos at all. All you see is Bruce Willis, and which is a shame, because yeah. uh, I think if if I knew Vincent was in it, I well I did. I was looking forward to and it, but I think they needed to give him more to do. Like part of me was like in the beginning, I'm like, oh, he's gonna be behind the break in, he's gonna find out, and then like you know, because he does have a tendency to play the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, oh, maybe he's it's like especially in that confrontation in the basement. Did you not think that they were gonna somehow set it up so that the brother would go to jail for him? I did, I did, and I, you're right. And I thought that he was going to have a stronger ties to the gang somehow, some way, but right. none, <laughs> nothing at yeah, all. Yeah, especially because they introduced that he needs money. Yeah, you know, like did he did they say he gambled or no? No, but they just no, alluded but... that he needed two thousand dollars. Yeah, so it, it just sounds like it was all red herrings. Like they it sounded like they had bigger plans for their brother, but maybe they just didn't come to fruition yeah which is a shame because i think yeah. it would it would have more resonance to the movie if there was a little bit of a connection and so the brother would have struggle between well here's my brother he's doing good he's a he's like of the siblings he's the successful one right, right? and at the end of the movie well the successful one actually turns out to be a killer and he's the one that's trying to calm him down but uh, but yeah they didn't go down that route no, no, which was which was a weird choice, I thought, because I really thought a lot of what they did was to set that up. I thought the the movie was written well. I, I liked, I liked, um, like how he got his first gun. Um, 
I like how he he couldn't use the gun really, you know. Yeah. Like he gets he gets injured the first time he uses it. Yeah. Um, that and, that, and that like, injury, by the way, is a very common injury for novice shooters of the Glock. Yeah. Right. I was gonna actually text you because I remember thinking in my head when it happened because I wasn't sure what had happened. Oh. So I was gonna say, Alan, what happened? But then they explained like how he got hurt. Yeah. Um, uh, that is a I very maybe, common thing because my, my I have yeah. a friend. He she showed me his scar. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to hold my Glock like that then. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically if you hold the Glock the wrong way when the uh, chamber – or not the chamber, what's it called? The slide. When the slide comes back, you can catch your skin in it. Exactly, yeah. Right, and that's what he did. I thought it was a ricochet or something that got him. Yeah, he, he um, was limp-wristing is what they call it, so it was cycling incorrectly. But anyway. But, yeah, but it, like I said, it was good. And it's not like they had a montage where he – where by the end of the movie, he's like shooting people point blank in the head and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. He, he was not a good shot the whole movie. Yeah. Know? Um, and, and you could tell that he didn't. I mean, yeah, man, Bruce. If he acted a little bit better, you could really see him struggling with, um, trying to be the guy. Like a lot of it was pure luck. A lot of what he did was pure luck. Mm-hmm. Um, what he got away with, and and he doesn't go on like a crazy killing spree either. Like the later Death Death Wish movies, right? Were like he he kills maybe five at the most, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them were lucky, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think it was well written in that sense. I, I think it was very believable the way the whole thing played out, how how the guys found where he lived, how he found the other guys. Um, now, now let me yeah. ask you a question: Do you do that? Do you, you have a, a GPS in your car? Uh, no, it's on my phone. I don't use. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah, because uh, in our vehicles at home, we actually don't plug in our home address just just because of that. We've actually heard about people doing that. Uh, breaking to cars and finding out where you live through your GPS thing, and so you know, in our vehicles, we put the the police station address. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so, as home, <laughs> as home. Yeah, as a police station. So like, <laughs> if someone steals a car and they want to go to the house, they're going to drive themselves right to the to I wonder, the to the Pope. <laughs> I wonder place. if you ever got any Valley Parkers or falls. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that actually is a is a real thing. What what these crooks do. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. But it, I mean, look, it was good. I was satisfied with the ending. Um, I think the, I don't know, when he gets the last bad guy, the way he gets him, I thought that was a little, I mean, they introduced it earlier that it's a thing, that yeah. it could be a thing. Um, but I just, the weapon, because he, he uses a Glock for pretty much the whole movie, except for that last little bit. And then I'm like, you know, he has trouble, he struggles with the Glock, but then he pulls out this automatic rifle and he's, but I guess that's what they're about. You can shoot bullets until you hit something. Well, yeah, that that actually doesn't make any sense because he had a, an AR-15 pistol, and you actually don't know how to use that thing. You're not going to shoot that gun. How do you even know how to use that thing if you never even tried it? And this is what I, I was a little bit confused because he does go to the gun store earlier in the movie, and, and the lady there actually says, you get this gun and in 30 days, right? She said 30 days, I think. Right. Yeah. And that's why I was wondering, well, then how do you get all that equipment so quick at the end of the movie? It almost seems like he, he walked in and he says, I want to buy a gun. They never really I, showed 30 days well, that passed. I know. I, th- I know. They didn't show it. I think we're supposed to assume it because she did say that. You know, I think I think they're saying, well, we told you earlier it takes 30 days. So now when you see him buy the gun and then the next scene is him using it, you have to assume 30 days passed. Yeah, but um, they didn't do a good job of showing no. that one. It almost seems like they, the next day. They did an awful job with showing time passing this right. movie because it seems like he's over his wife's death, like as soon, like right after it happens. It, right. But I think they're like you don't know how long the, the daughter's in a coma. They, when she came out of it, they should have mentioned it. They should have been like, well, 
You know, she's like, well, I, you know, I feel whatever. He's like, well, you've been in a coma for six months. or You know what I mean? Sure. Just throw in a line like that somewhere so we know how much time has passed. Like, how, when did, how long did all this happen? Did all this take place in a week, in a month? There's no real understanding of, of time passing because the wife dies and the next scene is they're in Texas burying her. Yeah. You know, right. so like, what the hell? And the father's fine. <laughs> you know? The father, he's ready, he's ready to kill uh, poachers. Yeah, there is yeah. no emotion on it. Like, you know, like no one's really that sad that the wife died. Yeah. It's Poor Elizabeth Shue. Shoe. My goodness, <laughs> she still looks good. She does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, I mean, that was my one, maybe one of the I mean, besides the emoting. I would say not understanding the passage of time in the movie was a little, a little confusing for me. Yeah, I agree that 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 time. If they did, if all they had, you were correct. All they had to do was just drop some line, you know, just talk to the daughter. Oh, it's it's been X amount of months or whatever. So you'd have a better understanding, you know. Or even when she got home, she you know they could have been said they could have said something like, "Well, you've know, been home and you know I'm rehabbing whatever for the last couple X amount of time." Right. At least you'd have that understanding. But that was a little confusing to me. It's like, well, how did he get the gun so quickly? Yeah, but I think because I thought about that, I think they want you to make that leap. Say, look, we told you earlier, it takes thirty days. So obviously, well, I'm dumb. This, this is thirty. Yeah, well, I'm stupid. <laughs> this is thirty days later. So, yeah. Oh, but uh, you know, another not like right, but I thought there were some gratuitous scenes of gore or and or violence. You know, like um, when he drops the car on the guy, you see his head explode. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the- I, I guess that's the, most... the vein of Eli Roth because he is a, yes. a horror guy, you know. Yeah. So in, in light of that, I was actually expecting a little, maybe more, more stuff. Than, oh, were you? Uh, yeah. I mean, but that was the only like really terrible scene. I no, I'll tell you the most egregious one for me yeah. was when they're in in his house at the end and he shoots the guy and the guy falls through the railing. Oh, okay. And then he falls, like he's already dead and he's falling to the ground, and he lands on his neck and oh. they show it like. I was like, what the? I, was in the, I think I te- Well, here's the funny thing. So I texted you before the movie. Oh, I'm all alone. There's nobody in the theater, right? Yeah. So turns out there was someone in the theater. And, and let's just say I didn't realize it. Okay. Um, and I was, I was acting like I was alone. So <laughs> when that scene came up, I was like, what the hell? I was like, come on, man. I'm screaming at the screen. And nobody said it. I didn't realize it until the lights came up. But I get up and the guy's about like five rows behind me. Oh, like, oh. great. The guy must be like, oh, it's one of those guys. Talks yeah. during the film. Get off your stupid phone, kid. I was. I was on my phone during the movie and everything. I'm like, <laughs> like, it's like I'm in, in my house. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking stuff up on IMDb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, what the hell? When the guy fell on his neck, I'm like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, there was that. There was the surgery scene. He goes, I'm cutting your sciatic nerve. I was like, oh. Yeah, that was pretty gruesome. Yeah, so they had some scenes in there that I was not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, I would say out of five stars, I'd give it three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I'd go with that for for what it was. You know, it it seemed not super low budget, but there really wasn't much to it. You know, most of the money probably went to Bruce Willis's paycheck. Probably. But, but uh, again, I was surprised with the cast. I was very pleased with that. Um, it could have been worse because I've seen worse. You watch Netflix right now, and those are really bad. These are actually good. So I thought, 
they they did an okay job uh the way the movie ended is exactly how the first one ended you know with a little pistol you know with his hand he does that little move there oh Um, does he yeah that's that's like the the classic you know thing that charles bronson did at the very end of the movie he's yeah he goes out to chicago and supposedly he's he's he tells the new york cops nope i'm done i'm not doing this again and no, <laughs> he's uh, he's 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 and he's gonna go back at it again. So I, I, when I saw that, I was wondering, oh, is this gonna be a franchise thing? But after this movie, I I, I think they should have stopped. Even with the original Death Wish, they're okay with just doing one. I have no idea why they did the sequels. You know, right? But, well, for money, because Death Wish. I remember Death Wish was huge back in the day. Yeah, the but, first one. What's those? Yeah, but you know, well, Charles that, Bronson wasn't. I mean, he was past his prime, I would imagine. He was more of a cowboy guy. Yeah, I guess so. He had yeah. a decent name for himself, though. Yeah. So that, that was my next question. Do we get a Death Wish 2? Uh, I, no, I don't think. I think I think one is fine if they do a second one. Well, I would tell you this one. If they're going to mirror the franchise, Death Wish 2 was terrible. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was not good, you know? Um, and in the original Death Wish, what happens to the daughter was is, is – it was more graphic too. Like I said, right? I think she rape. got raped, right? She she got raped. They they beat her senseless. She became, you know, she, she has brain damage, and and yeah, and she gets raped. And oh god, in the second movie they rape her, and she's like, as if nothing, you know, she's just so out of it. It's it's right. it's really disturbing. But um, so, oh, a little tidbit uh, on the first original Death Wish. Uh, one of the one of the gang oh, bangers was Jeff I'll Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum and who else? Oh, oh no, who? Denzel Washington. What? Yeah, I think they're uncredited. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to rewatch yeah. that movie now. <laughs> I'll have to um, pick up on that one. All right, but the question was: Do you not? Do you think they should give them one? Do you think they will make a death wish? No, 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 no. I, I you don't think no, you don't no, think no. this will make the bank? No, no. no I no, think no. you might. I think you might see a director video death wish too. Uh, well. <laughs> direct to Netflix possibly yeah. uh, but this could be what resurrects Bruce Willis's career because he's got two movies coming up that should draw people he's got Die Hard Year One okay. I'm IMDb they might change the name by then uh-huh. and they had Glass which is the sequel to Unbreakable oh okay which, if you saw Split did you see Split I did alright so you know how it all ties together then yeah so you're going to have Glass and the guy from Split be the bad guys, and you're going to have uh, Unbreakable and the girl from Split be the good guys. So do you think this is this is going to make Bruce, Bruce Willis pertinent again? Um, well, if, if Death Wish is probably one of his better-reviewed movies that he's had in a long time, so if, if he follows this up with uh, Glass is supposed to come out in 2019 and Die Hard was just announced – um, but he's got something called Reprisal, The Bombing, and Motherless Brooklyn. So I don't know what those will be about, but hmm. I think he could. I think I think if not this, and I mean if Glass is as good as I may hoping it to be, I think that'll put him back. And if you follow that with with Die Hard Year One, oh, that's I mean, good. let's face it, Bruce Willis needs to do what he does well. It's going to be action flicks, and unfortunately. Right. He's not the guy you think of today anymore as the action guy. I mean, every every other action movie now is is The Rock. You, you right. Know? I mean, he's oh my god! I think he's doing like three movies in a row that look exactly the same to me. <laughs> you know, uh, th- that's I guess the new action look and star. 
and I think it passed because remember Bruce Willis what made him different than Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger was he wasn't ripped and huge you know he got his action from his courage and his right. his uh, you know take no prisoners attitude and so that just made him a little bit different and I don't think that it applies today anymore. Right. Well, he was the everyman action hero. Yeah. He was the reluctant hero. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's exactly what John McClane was. He's like, man, I don't want to do any of this. Yeah. I just want to get out of this building. And then he's like, well, I just got to save my wife. Yeah. And so, you know, and he's just complaining the whole way through. But it's funny. And it's and he, he does it because of that sense of responsibility. You know, with great guns come great responsibility, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's not built. He's not, he's not carrying a heavy machine gun in one arm and screaming as he's shooting up the place. Um. Yeah, but is he too old to be that guy anymore? That's another question. You know, I think him going bald was the best thing that could have happened to his career. Because when you see these bald guys as they're older, it's hard to really peg their age because they kind of look the same. Right. And so that was... If he did did Botox his face, that helps too. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he can't emote. Yeah. (laughs) Why that makes sense, actually. (laughs) Okay, John. Any final thoughts on this movie? No, like I said, it's three and a half. I enjoyed it. I think if I paid cash for it, I would have enjoyed it. Um, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it, and it's good oh, to see. Quite, oh, wait, you were the only one in the movie theater, you said, right? Oh, oh. I'm sorry, one other person. <laughs> yeah. My movie theater, just just the FYI, was was the older generation. Actually, I I think I was actually the youngest guy in my theater. Oh, know? that's funny. Yeah, there was a bunch of you know you know older than me. 50s, 60s, 70s in in my theater. And I'll tell you this much, my theater is not the type that do clap clap. And mine applauded at the end of the movie. Oh wow. Yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's good, you know? But yeah, yeah, my my group of peeps enjoyed this one. So my guess is they were a fan of the original movies. And um, I guess this was a nice homage to the original film. So Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, three and a half stars. I think that's pretty spot on. And, and for me, it was really good to see Bruce Willis in something I enjoyed again. Yeah, because you know, yeah. it's been a long time. Agreed. Um, and he did a good job. Well, he, he could have emoted more. <laughs> he was, but he, you know, with, with the Botox. Yeah. <laughs> he was frowning, right, so, but just couldn't tell. He was frowning. Yeah, he was crying. It's just yeah. his, his, his eyes don't produce tears anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, Bruce. Yeah. All right, so uh, Death Wish, three and a half stars from both me and Alan. Uh, this is our first movie pass uh, moment on the Nerd and Me podcast. Hey, comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you like it, you don't like it, let us know uh, if you saw the movie, what you thought. Um, no, no, no. I just want to hear so, what, what you liked about it. That's it. Oh, what you I liked about it. Okay. Stuff. Yeah, come on. This is good. <laughs> come on. Give me a break. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> All right. So like I said earlier, Alan, is we're going to try to coordinate our schedule so that we both see the same movie so we can do more of these uh, movie pass um, moments as part of the Nerd and Me uh, podcast, making this our third weekly show. Yay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to go along with our The Weekend Geek and to go along with our regular Nerd and Me podcast. Okay. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to do Movie Pass Moment with you, and uh, I hope we get to see some really good movies together. And I can't wait till we both see a really crappy movie, this, just to see what that shows <laughs> like. To just rip to it that up. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned, and uh, you'll see us again uh, at the movies. No, I can't say that. That's got to be copyrighted by somebody. Right. <laughs> we'll see you again on the airwaves. And scene. And cut. <laughs>